Hello, and welcome to episode 122 of the Book Wars Pod. <laughs> that is not a number that you'd normally air horn, <laughs> but we did it anyway, because fuck everything. Well, we haven't recorded in a while or something. Uh, it's complicated. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I had like talked to Chris, and he was like, how was camping? And I was like, that was 75 weeks ago. It was like two <laughs> weeks ago, but... Yeah, uh, so that was Kristen. Sorry. I'm Miranda. Chris is also here. Hey. <laughs> Kate wasn't feeling great. Yeah, Kate's under the weather, so. And we respect that, which is why we never record. <laughs> and I don't just mean Kate, I mean all of us. Yeah. <laughs> that is why everything is broken at all times, just we, to be fair. We yeah. respect Kate's health. We clearly don't respect you, the listener, because we are bringing <laughs> you a pod with the three of us, but. Pow, pow. That. Yep. That sounds like a personal problem as for all always. of you. I can't believe she let us do this without her while she was in school. <laughs> you, seriously. <laughs> it was a whole fucking, like, two semesters of this fucking bullshit. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. <sighs> oh, um, yeah. but Miranda, tell the people what we're doing. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, 122. Uh, today we are wrapping up Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed. Yep, that's his name. That sure is. Um, so, what is everybody drinking to have this lovely, uplifting chat? Chris has a truly. <laughs> I know I we've said this before, but, uh, but we finally started doing, uh, now that Chris's uh, and Kate's internet isn't two sticks taped together, um, <laughs> we <laughs> we've started doing the video portion of this. So, uh, spoiler Well, alert. we say that, but our internet has been garbage this past week, week Great. and a half. Um, it's good. Because it's good. It's apparently like everybody just being online all the time working from home has finally caught up with Comcast infrastructure. Oh, no. Um, so that's great. Not, not my Comcast. <laughs> um, but it seems to be working for now. Um, I'm drinking a passion fruit, truly. Passion oh, yeah, fruit. Really passion fruit. I, it is, I think it's new. The can is like slightly different design. It's got passion fruit and like big, big letters on it. Okay. Oh. Passion fruit. <laughs> it's a fruit with passion. Yep. It's yellow. Or of passion. Being fruit. Depending. Um, um, anyway, it's good. <laughs> it looks good. Miranda, you're drinking something delicious. I sure fucking am. Uh, so I'm drinking uh, Hell. It's called Hell Lager Beer. Obviously, it is a Hell's Lager uh, from Wayfinder, which is a lovely local brewery. Um, I think they primarily do, like, German-style beers. Are you sure, sure it's do. not Holocron Brewing? Yes. Oh, wow, okay. oh, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. Pow, pow, there you go, pow. got there. Yep, yep, yep. No, it's it's Wayfinder. They've got, like, a little trident yes. as their logo. It's super cool. Lovely patio. Um, oh, it's so good. We it's love like them. A, it's like a fucking deck. It's so oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. They have their great spot. beer. This is fucking delicious. Yep. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, it is very good. Um, I was drinking the Breakside Wander Jack, which I don't know whether or not I've had on this. It's a West Coast India Pale Ale. 
7.1% alcohol by volume. It's a collaboration between Breakside and Barley Browns. Mm. It's called Wonder Jack because what's the Barley Brown beer called? Oh, God. Uh, something with Jack. I don't and remember, Breakside but I know makes it's Wonderlust. Hold yeah. on, I'm going to look. Yeah, is that new? Palajack. Palajack. They make Palajack, and Brigside makes Wanderlust, and then they made Wanderjack. And then everyone thinks it's funny because it's such a dumb fucking name. <laughs> um, it w- It's new within the last month. Okay. But it's very good. They keep running out of it. That's so gonna if happen. you haven't seen it, that's why. <laughs> I mean, I haven't um, been like over to Breakside, even though they're like three blocks away from me. <laughs> you haven't been over to Breakside like it's an arduous <laughs> journey. <laughs> um, and then my backup beer, which I've already opened, is a beer no one's ever heard of. It's called Coors Light. Um, I hear that those get cold. The they do. You can tell when the blue. It's I heard it's cold. Not only is it cold filtered and cold packaged, but it's cold lagered as well. So Wild. <laughs> um, Are the mountains blue? Uh, th- y- yeah, they're blue-ish. Um, they're n- probably not, I don't know. It's the limited summer 2020 edition. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's got, oh, it's got sunglasses on it, sure. <laughs> um, made it's to li- chill. I'm sure that's literally uh, the only difference. <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> um, did anybody have anything good that happened this week? Should we say the collective thing that happened that was good was that, like, wonderful, great people of color came on our podcast? <laughs> Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Um, mm-hmm. So y'all are going to hear it. To m- mm. Allegedly, this is dropping Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on <laughs> Tuesday, we didn't fuck up. Um, if that's the case, you should hear our episode on Galaxy's Edge Black Spire by Delilah Dawson on Thursday. We were very blessed to be joined by Rob at Smooth Like Mayo on Twitter. And <laughs> I know, right? And uh, Mel, at Jane underscore Anon on Twitter. Mel is also the co-host of the Nerds of Prey podcast. Uh, And they were wonderful. We talked about the book and kind of the plot as we do. But then we also did a really deep dive into, uh, and by we, I don't mean myself because I was not on it. But I was listening. (laughs) Um, Neither. We, as the royal we of the pod, also dived into the myriad representation issues, let's say. There were a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, we <laughs> both apologize for covering that book and <laughs> thought we needed to cover that book because it's such a fucking trash fire of racism. But also there's other important stuff <laughs> that needed to be talked about. So I know. I'm already like, I'm already not excited for when they inevitably give her another book and we have to decide <gasps> if we're going to read it or not. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, did wait, did she have a book before phasma or no um she did way back when they did the canon reset and then i swear we'll talk about alpha squadron <laughs> way back when they did the canon reset she did an ebook original um uh and it was called like the perfect weapon hmm. it was about the woman in tfa the like all black leather like skin oh, suit oh. wearing spy in Moss's oh, that, cantina that hot bitch she was yeah, like bitch. yeah the resistance is here Yes. yes. Uh, y- it's a shame that y'all couldn't see the <laughs> the motion, the, the, the shimmy, I dare, dare I say, that Miranda just did as she was saying that. I was trying to no, 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 exude I vibes from her. Yeah, Miranda, no, I was, who's allergic I was to movement. 
<laughs> I was clear on that. Um, but yeah, so Sorry. she wrote that. Oh, did she? I just pulled out my copy of. I have so few paper books. Um, okay, she did write something, and from a certain point of view, what does she is? She is in Fakpov one, and she is uh, has been announced for Fakpov Empire Strikes Back yeah, as well. I'm just wondering what she wrote because I'm like, I don't remember anything in this book being horrible. She wrote the one from the perspective of the oh, the like the elephant faced spy. Snoot. Yeah, sorry, ah. <laughs> which was fine. Oh, I didn't really care about that one, though. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know what your problem is, long snoot? Sorry. <laughs> your snoot is too long. <laughs> end story. Uh, bleh, bleh. The end. Sorry. So, uh, Alphabet Squadron by Alexander hey, Freed. By we a were real talking author. about Star Wars in our defense <laughs> for fucking once. <laughs> no, um, I do want to follow up on, on Chris's comments about yesterday's... Or in two days from now episode. Um, it was really you awesome. You guys recorded yesterday, right? Yeah. We did. God days. <laughs> They're hard. No, it was it was really awesome having Rob and Mel on. Um, I hadn't talked to either of them before, and, like, super cool people, great insights. Um, you know, love to hear black people talk about black representation in books. Next time we can even get a yep. black person to write a book. I agree. <laughs> On the bright side, our next book agrees. after our Black Spire episode, because it's just going to be one episode, because we just could not bring ourselves to do multiple, um, is going to be Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse, who to date is the only black Del Rey canon novel writer. That's a lot of qualifications, but she's the only person who has written an adult novel uh, in the new canon who is black. Yes! Mm. Yoda agrees. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, that's like not a setting place to start our discussion. I don't know. I like to s- I like to sound check the soundboard with that one, and then like, uh, and then also just use it repeatedly. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, of course. Well, it's the only Yoda one that I have. Um, Is it? Yeah. How Do wild. we need more Yoda ones though? No. no. What no is good. he ever saying? Besides, like, let me die. Bar- bury your feelings deep down until you murder children. That's what he says. Yeah, that's his. Isn't that line. good advice for us all? <laughs> oh fuck me. Um, okay, Kate would have made this episode much better, but uh, <laughs> sorry, you only have us. Um, <laughs> different forms of trauma and the marks left by war is the first point on the outline. Um, jumping right in with the segues. jumping right into. <laughs> Hey, at least like our first non uh non outline item was Star Wars related. <laughs> True. <laughs> One in a fucking row. Um cool. But yeah, Will- so all <laughs> Will and Keys. <laughs> oh good lord. Yes. Um so one thing about this book and I so I also have read Shadowfall by Alexander Freed, which is the sequel, uh which came out in early June. Um, and, uh, it's fucking good is the only spoiler I'm going to give. I'm not, I'm going to not talk about anything that happens in it for this. We're going to read it, I think three or four ish books from now. Um, so stay tuned. Um, but the whole series to get back to why I was even bringing that up is basically just one big book about what are the marks left by war and like, how does that impact you? And we've... Yes. We all have a bad feeling 
about the Star War. Yeah. Not great. Um, but it's... Obviously, we see all of the different pilots of Alphabet come in with their own trauma. Um, and then, but we also see things still happening in real time. Like, it's, it's an interesting thing about this book and this series in particular that we don't just see what was the impact of what has happened before, but we're kind of seeing them be re-traumatized in real time and, like, develop new emotional scars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, so Will, for example, obviously we have Riot Squadron's kind of slow death by a thousand cuts in the Oridal Cluster, followed by him freaking out over Pandem Nye, and he is just really just not in a good place at pretty much any point in this book, but especially at the end, because he just desperately wants to not be fighting. He, like, he wants to be doing literally anything that is not fighting. To the point yeah. where he keeps going on, like, Imperial channels and being like, hey, guys, what's <laughs> up? How you doing over there? Are you okay? <laughs> I know. I, he has, well like, a... Canadian d- now. <laughs> well, no. He, I was going to say he's got a he's got a Minnesota hockey mom voice in my head. Ah, okay. He's <laughs> like, how you guys doing? You okay? Anybody need any cookies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor fucking Will. Like, he was such a soft boy to begin with. Like, obviously, we... It's interesting because I think he's emoted the most in a healthy way of anyone we've seen. Like, he's got, he's at least, even if it's not like a normal outlet, even if it's like yelling to people (laughs) who he's trying to kill on. Yeah, it doesn't sound uh, normal or an outlet when I say it like that. But when we look at him versus the rest of Alphabet Squadron, he's at least like, considering his feelings and knows that shit is shitty and like isn't just 100,000% repressing everything unlike his dumb shit comrades who are like if I do war better I can push down my feelings and never feel again and, and then, then maybe they all you'll like die <laughs> and then they have horrible PTSD dreams <laughs> which we've never seen in Star Wars before um so yeah it's uh, ju- just all, all that to say um, Will being the one who's like quote unquote handling this the best is the most fucked up thing one of the more fucked up things about this book because yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not handling it great he's literally just like screaming into the void of space yeah and we're and like, like look at him he's at least screaming into the void of space <laughs> <laughs> look at him but he's talking he's speaking his feelings aloud good for you Will but he is like the most you know, apt to share uh, when they are finally having their weird bonding. And the thing with him is like, and I think we'll touch probably a bit on this later maybe, but he has been through the war. He's fought. He's young. Like, he is a soft baby. Um, All he wants to do is go back to his fucking planet with the weird dragons or whatever and just like be happy and not be constantly at war and marry a ship and like be able to process his feelings there but somehow the war is still not really over and he's like or it's like we killed the emperor so yeah will is very why didn't the war end in in return of the jedi is is will's thought can i go home now it's like we did it. 
I'm so the, sorry. The glue, he, does not, he does not know it's called Star Wars. The glue holding the Empire together <laughs> has been dissolved. But is it? Who's to say? It was just like a little bit of the glue, though. It was just like the super good Gorilla Glue, and then there's still like a bunch of like dollar store brand <laughs> super glues trying to hold things together. No, it's yeah, like, like there's, there's like some solid Elmers happening. Yeah, like that's the fucked up shit. Is that like the rest of the stuff that's left was like stuck to the Gorilla Glue, and then mm-hmm. like who knows what's gonna happen when it starts to all break apart? Nothing yeah. good. The answer is nothing good. Yeah, and I think the thing with Will too is like. He has stayed in the fight this whole time and is just yearning to go home. Um, and so if you look at kind of the situation that he is in compared to major keys. Sure. Yep. Yes, major <laughs> keys. Um, he left the Empire. Like he kind of yeeted himself away. And then finally he was like, oh, shit, I got to go back to this war. And it's, I I think there's something similar there with, you know, them continuing to be drawn into it. But Keys has at least had a bit of a break. Yeah. And there's probably a point I'm trying to make, but it is not yet formulated. I I know. I I think it's a good point. I think it, like, Keys is in away he did what will is trying to do like will is kind of constantly trying to leave and keys you know he's not as you know he's not as much of a soft baby as will and like he doesn't think that the rebels are people who are really worth reaching out to at least we don't think so based on his kind of reaction to them a couple times in his in his devon phase but like he also can't escape it like he tries he literally tries to leave and change his name and no one forces him back because they have no idea where he is but then he again just voluntarily makes the choice to come back again it's you know voluntarily might be a stretch just because the new republic tried to arrest him for war crimes but like he does make the choice not to run um the other thing that i wanted to talk about with will before we move on is like he is one of the few people we see expressing survivor's guilt um in i'm not trying to make this deep or good um but what it resonated most with me about and we could cut this if this is inappropriate but um i was like he's like he very much sounds like a holocaust survivor in that he was like i did the most fucked up shit and ran away and fucked people over and did all of the things that i needed to do to survive and that makes me hate myself like the people who did not survive are the good people and i am not the good people and i just found that like really was super resonant and just totally hit the nail on the head of like what it's like to be in war um which i obviously don't know fucking jack shit about but like i you know having read nonfiction stuff about war that that was something that like totally resonated with me of like that hey i'm here and uh if 
the people who were actually good and did the stuff that they were supposed to do were here, no one would be talking about me. Yeah, it's interesting. I want, I really want Will to meet Leia. Yeah. Because Leia also, like, she suppresses it, but we've also seen just, like, massive survivor's guilt from her. Whether it's back in, you know, when she's a kid, when Kier dies, whether it's obviously being one of the last people on her planet, whether it's even and she, when she's older in Bloodline, kind of being, like, still really traumatized by the fact that pretty much everybody who she has cared about and fought for to that point not including han and luke has died yep like so and like i feel like leia you know is forced by male writers to handle it and but i feel like that would like give her interesting perspective and i hope that she i hope that she meets will one day yeah I don't know that it's going to happen, but like that feels that feels like it'd be far too happy for an Alexander Breed yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, dream. or like far too. This is not how war works, and it's called Star Wars, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, should we move on to more fucked up <laughs> shit, aka Karen, Aiden? Honest, I thought you said Karen, and I'm like, who's Karen too. in this book? It's like Karen. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Aiden would ask for the manager. To be fair, he is, yes. he is the Karen. So he would ask for the manager, but then he would like steal 78 things while they were finding the manager, and then the manager <laughs> would be like, "Do you have 78 beers in your coat?" And he'd be like, "I don't." Um, I'm really very upset coat. that someone asked me. Yeah, he'd be like, "I, I am not change. blatantly carrying." three cases of beer i am disabled and you can't ask me how that impacts <laughs> the beer or i will sue you and he just leaves the store yeah it's like it's very yeah he's got he's got so many beers in his coat <laughs> just, just a in big trench coat full of beer <laughs> anyway what's his deal <laughs> who the fuck knows i mean like i feel like all of the very fucked up stupid uh drawn out non-important uh, or in-universe things we just said about him were also, like, highly illustrative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure K- Karen is just, like, a bunch of Jack Daniels bottles, <laughs> like, put together in the shape of a person. Yeah, I just, we just have nothing, nothing else to no, say. Yeah, that was great. I'm I not don't wrong. Know. <laughs> That's, uh, yes? Have you guys seen BoJack Horseman? No. I watched one episode once, <laughs> and I was like, this is too fucking real. God damn, I'm depressed. There's a character who is literally three children standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat, okay. and his name is Vincent Adultman. <laughs> and his hands are, like, literally, like, fucking, like, back scratchers and coat hangers because... Oh <laughs> and nobody and like nobody realizes it except BoJack. Like, that is what Karen is. Karen is that, but with, like, Jack Daniels bottles for hands. <laughs> I love it. Miranda, we should probably watch that. Maybe it's very not. good. We should probably go up on our meds and then start. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely make sure you're well medicated. But Oh, I just, I, I've been on well Buterin too, so. Oh, yeah. There you go, I it's know. perfect timing. You're, you're good. Yeah. Um, I need to ask for more. She's going to be like, why? And I'm going to be like, have you looked outside? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she's going to be like, great point, here's more. <laughs> Love my psychiatrist. Um, um, but yeah, so like, I know we've talked about Karen a lot and like, 
is part of this topic because we last recorded three weeks ago and I don't remember where we left it. Ma- who's to say? What but are books? What also, is like, pod? We, like, we see everything that Karen does and we see him talking about how Shadowfall, or not Shadowfall, sorry, Shadow Wing is a direct, uh, clear and present danger to the existence of the New Republic and the New Republic needs an intelligence service in order to survive and in order to catch them and catch threats like them. But then we also see him do a lot of things that are not in the New Republic's best interest. Like drink himself to death? What? Like drink himself to death? <laughs> like Literally because the whiskey's in the bottle. <laughs> like create a squadron populated <laughs> by literally no one he trusts. Listen, Miranda just did a me and it's She's saying drinking himself to death because he's actually Jack Daniels. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how he drinks himself with his own mouth. <laughs> Wait, it's... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just just trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go Sixers. Um, I'm just laughing because she, like, left the frame for a minute. Like, she was laughing so hard at her own stupid fucking joke that she literally left the frame because she was laughing so hard. So that was good. Chris was making a point. <laughs> oh, it was a good, it was a good point, does. too. <laughs> As I mean, I was just, I was just detailing podcast. the long list of things that Karen, has, that Aiden has done that are objectively bad, just, like, bad for the New Republic, bad for his squadron, like, literally can't decide who he wants to lead his squadron because he trusts none of them, uh, yeah. is putting them all together literally because they're there. Like I know. I love how Hera's like, well, you have this garbage. You have to figure it out. And he's like, but they're garbage. And she's like, you know shit. They're the <laughs> garbage you picked, I didn't say that they weren't garbage. <laughs> I just said you had to do something with them. Yeah. And, like, it's – and also just – the fact that he then spends the entirety of the final battle taking one-fifth of his offensive force off the battlefield in order to dig up dirt on another fifth of his offensive force. <laughs> and then, once he finds out that Erika, his squadron leader, is actually, like, su- has actually committed war crimes <laughs> and murdered millions, if not billions, of people, he's like, cool. I own you now. Like, not not. let's maybe dial it back on the leadership opportunities <laughs> for you. But instead, it's a question of now I am even more in charge than I was before because I can literally end your life. Yeah, it's really weird how much time and money and New Republic resources he spent on trying to like dig something up on his squadron leader because he hates her as if like any ex-imperial hasn't done a ton of war crimes yeah and like i'm not here to talk about the war crimes spectrum (laughs) and how (laughs) bad your war crimes are and how many people you've killed but like also most of the people who were big players of the empire who then defected they've done they've done a war crime or 27 yeah Yeah, and like sorry go ahead burb Erica's not super reliable. And she's like, no, I figured out what we were doing and I stopped. It's like, did you? Because the whole thing about the Empire's following following orders, heavy air quotes, 
and like you really brought her on and thought that she did not commit war crimes <laughs> yeah as um. part of the the unit that you're <laughs> spending all your money trying to track down and not doing any good intelligence work yeah like <laughs> sending nath after Erica is like a pet project within a pet project within a pet project like pet project exception yep what indeed like just, I'm just thinking Gordon Levitt is upside down <laughs> in Aiden's head right now. In a in a TIE fighter. In a TIE if fighter. If Aiden is 17 bottles of Jack Daniels in a trench coat, w- what is what is nap? Just literal garbage. <laughs> literal. Also not a, not a even in a trench coat. coat. Just a pile oh. of garbage that has somehow acquired sentience. <laughs> He's got to have pockets for snacks. But also so surprisingly hot for garbage. Sentient garbage. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh. Like, I think that's one of the interesting things about this book. And, like, we kind of knew it's, like, this ragtag team of whatever. But, it's a like, over of half the, uh, of them are super fucking shady. It's a ragtag team of children's alphabet magnets. <laughs> Three of, like, two of them, you're like, I don't fucking trust you. One we know nothing about. There's a soft boy. And then <laughs> somebody who spends the whole book trying to kill herself in the battles. I know. And she's like probably the second most stable in the entire squadron <laughs> at this Absolutely. stage. <laughs> <sighs> like it's probably like Nath and then Chas are like the top two most stable people as far as we know at the end of this book. Yeah. Um, I don't want to expand i don't want to uh what's the word if kate were here she'd be screaming at me about how i used the wrong word i don't want to oh extrapolate i don't want to extrapolate too much about the rest of (laughs) new republic forces (laughs) given (laughs) this squadron but i don't know that they're okay i don't know that they're doing great (laughs) i have a i think that they um yeah um, also, I love that Freed did a great job of like being like, oh, d- if it wasn't enough that I put all these garbage idiots together, um, let's also make none of their ships match. Just to remind you that they are totally idiots that don't know how to do things. But then they wouldn't be Alphabet Squadron. ABCDFG. Please don't shoot me down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, oh my god! Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I guess the question then, like, with him actively not trusting Erica, with not with him not trusting really his quadrant at all, except like maybe Nath, because he knows Nath will do anything for money. Oh my god! Like, what? Uh, what does he accomplish? I just can't believe Erica's the leader because like, Harold's like. Yeah, she's fine. The garbage will do. Just, it's fine. And he's just like, pick someone. Okay, <laughs> but like, I'm gonna dig up dirt on her, and then nothing will change. Is that cool? <laughs> no, like, literally, nothing will change. Like, he doesn't even have demands for her. Like, he. It's not like he he's like you will put in for a promotion for <laughs> me and tell Mon Mothma personally how. I personally saved the New Republic from Darth Vader's ghost. <laughs> and, like, it's not even like he, like, 
what did he accomplish from that? Mon Mothma would be like, I feel. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I feel like his dick's gonna like. What is it? What's that was a really thing? weird place for you to lose your train of thought, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, he's just like making his own dick hard. Like oh. he's like, I have this information. Listening to Miranda talk about <laughs> dicks getting hard is the f- funniest it's thing I've ever. <laughs> she's like, how do I say that he's being self-masturbatory? I don't that have bitch. those words <laughs> because how how does this work? Clits only. <laughs> It's only dot com. That's what I'm changing our URL to if we could get it. Um, <laughs> it it's oh like no. it's just self gratification. the podcast more. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like he's like trying to go on his own power trip for no apparent reason. It doesn't help the New Republic. It arguably hurts the New Republic by destabilizing his squadron even more. And. Like, it's just, he is out for himself, and I don't even know that he has a goal other than, like, get more power and figure out the rest later. But, like, he, as of yet, hasn't done anything to, like, turn that intelligence She's doing heavy into air anything. Quotes. <laughs> this is an audio medium. <laughs> like... He's got the information. He tells Erica, and she's like, yeah. And then nothing happens. Yeah, like, I don't... The the semi-interesting thing about that is, like, we obviously know the... We obviously know the, like, fucked-up story that she told to begin with. That was like... Sorry, I'm just belching directly into the mic because I've had 17 beers. I haven't, um... At this point, I'm just using them to, like, cool my core body temperature because it's so hot in this fucking office. Um, No, but she's like, uh, I did all of these war crimes, but then I defected on purpose. Instead of being like, I did all of these war crimes and then someone made me defect. I'm like, what (coughs) are we? I'm sorry. Is this supposed to be a big difference? Is this, like, a big reveal? Because he's acting like it's supposed to be a big reveal, but the rest of us are like, no fucking duh. Like, we've played that video game that has that Operation Sender in it. It's it's not great, and we know she was a part of it for some amount of time. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, I kind of wonder, is that, like, the curse of, like, being an omniscient reader? Like, is that the curse of knowing how terrible everyone in the empire was because like we know that she was terrible because literally the entire empire was horrible and we know that from 50 different pieces of evidence yep and we know that like this was not the first genocide that they committed this was not the second or third (laughs) or fourth or fifth genocide that they committed the limit does not exist yeah like so but like i don't know and i guess i guess and presumably we'll see this come into play in Shadowfall, like how how their relationship has changed um, now that he knows the truth. But, like, I feel like it was, it's supposed to be a lot worse to people who didn't know it Hmm. than before. Because I guess to other people, it's like, well, you know, she was an Imperial, but she was just following orders. And once she was literally asked to commit genocide, like, then 
you know, that then she defected. Like, because like, I feel like well, it's like a lot of white people felt about cops, time. like until like two months ago, where they're like, he's one of the good cops. <laughs> like, she was one of the good cops. And then when she was asked to murder black people for no reason, she defected. Like, but no, what you but, what you come to realize is there are no good cops or Imperials. Beforehand. We're keeping things light and fresh on this book worst pod <laughs> as usual. Um, she did do a quick genocide before. Uh, <laughs> Hopping over to the good boys. We love to bring up genocide on the book course pod when Kate's not on here for some reason. <laughs> a little um, genocide as a treat. <laughs> Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, I'm only going to bring this up because I put it in here as a thing for Kate to talk about because she's smart. But I'm going to do my best um, hobbled, I'd have an English minor impersonation of Kate, which is going to be very bad. Um, but... Uh, something that ties into what we were just talking about is um, the unreliable narrator piece of it all, which we've talked about before on this podcast, main, mainly on the wrap-ups. Um, and th- this toes the line a little bit, and it's interesting because um, we know more... It put it <laughs> Star Wars is this interesting thing, right, where it, it, it weaves this larger web of information that we all know. So Chris brings up, hey, we know that this is uh, bad because we have read and seen and have other information about the Empire um, and know, like, what really happened in Operation Cinder to a greater degree than, like, everyone else in this book, even Erica, when we're thinking about it, right? We, like, know more about what happened there than, um, than Erica does in this book. But, um, I mean, in the very beginning, it we, we get this kind of unreliable, we get this flavor of unreliable narrator where Erica is, is telling the um, non-murder droid, whatever, what's, what's he called? Ido. Ido, yeah. So she's telling him, hey, this is my side of the story. This is why you found me the way that I was, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we find out shortly after she, like, gives that spiel that, like, she is like, that was some of the truth. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. So we know that she's like not a totally reliable narrator, especially because we're hearing her side of the story told through the lens of talking to the rest of the New Republic. Um, and it's just this super interesting thing that I think you can only have in, in a sort of like m- multi storytelling multimedia blah 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 um like we have with star wars where it's like we somehow know more about what's going on than not only the the people in the story which would be like a normal um like as readers and then the the folks the folks around erica like that would be a normal uh, quote-unquote normal m- more typical um, unreliable narrator situation where it's like okay we are getting this information through this person but we know what she's saying is not the whole story or we know part of it is a lie or blah 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 but we're <laughs> like I would love to know if anyone d- would be very strange but if they were like this is my first entry into Star Wars <laughs> like what they thought of what they thought of this and like how this fits into their understanding of canon um but we we come in being like yeah we know about operation cinder we know it was really fucked up we know it was a shitload of genocide and we know that like there's more of the story 
anyway than what Erica's saying and doesn't surprise us totally that she's an unreliable narrator. So <laughs> it's just like this, it's this mix of unreliable narration and dramatic irony where like somehow the audience knows more than not only the person who's doing the narration, but also than everyone else that's like in the story. Um, but we're also like gaining a ton of information about like these specific events. So mm-hmm. I just, Al- Alexander Freed is a good writer. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Alexander Freed is a good writer. And um, we haven't had like, this is, this is really one of like the more interesting um, pieces of literature. I think that then we've read on the pod in a long time, as far as just like conventional literature and like what, different things are like what different tools are used um and like how this can be um super interesting as a someone who doesn't have a ton of information about star wars versus like someone who does have a ton of information about star wars i think it's a good book either way and i think that's such a such a tell about good writing Mm -hmm. and the thing too is like it it feels like erica's the main character here but like Everybody else is also an unreliable narrator. Totally. Like that that same thing uh, that you were talking about where she like tells her side of the story and was like, that's mostly true. <laughs> we see that come up again um, when they're all like camping at the Jedi Temple and sharing their feelings. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to tell this story. Parts of it are <laughs> vaguely correct. Totally. Yeah, and it's like that's a, that's a great point, Miranda. You know, and uh, in that too, like you see that they we can't trust them; they can't trust each other. It's a whole fuckload of garbage. Uh, a whole fuckload of garbage, <laughs> as usual. That's the alt name for Alphabet Squadron. A whole yeah. fuckload of garbage. Um, Man, sorry to make actual points on this podcast for once in my life, but. Um, unacceptable, Kristen. Man, <laughs> I, if this is someone's I, first I foray into, <laughs> yeah, if this is someone's first foray into Star Wars, and somehow they Why? found their way to this podcast afterward, a, this isn't actually what most of Star Wars is like. <laughs> just let's just say that. Um, it is I thought you were going to say if this was someone's first foray into Book Wars Pod, we don't make points usually. Well, that too. <laughs> just, just. If this if this is your first Star Wars and then you found us, and so, so the combination of Alphabet Squadron and Book Wars Pod talking about Alphabet Squadron is your only foray into Star Wars, just how how explain <laughs> to me the combination of events that led you here. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. Um, all right. So last point is, and well, we've got a couple more points. I think. I just Dewey? jumped around in the outline. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, well, we've got the point about, like, the structure oh, of the yeah. trilogy. Yeah. But I do want to touch on this really quick. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, so there is a point to be made here about um, <laughs> Will you be Nares. making it, Miranda? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> jury's still out. I'm going to talk and then see what happens. There is a point here to be made. Let's write in passive voice only. <laughs> Very so corporate. Are you going to operati- operationalize your, ter- your telling of this point? <laughs> yes. It's all about the... Oh, what's that fucking word? Efficiency? It, no, it starts with an S. Synergy? Synergy. Synergy, that's the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, like, so we see, you know, one 
kind of aspect of this uh, when we get the Nares chapters or sub-chapters. But I, I think this is something we already know from other media. Um, you know, after Endor, obviously the war's not over, apparently. Question you cannot mark, sing that Christmas mark. song. Um, but, like, without a unifying kind of, like, head. It's, it's not over yet. It's a fucking free-for-all. And, like, y you know, we see this in Aftermath. We see this in... There was something else, but I don't remember what it was. There were other books in the canon. Yes, but, like, you know, we see this with Ray Sloan. We see this here. Um, you know, everyone's trying to, like come like take power but it just ends up with a bunch of splinter groups <laughs> and like they're trying to do things but there's no like unifying message yep. or like unifying kind of like th there's no common goal it's a whole thing it's like we're the empire yeah it's we're going back to the glue point like we don't have we neither have the regular gorilla glue or the other gorilla glue that was Darth Vader they lose not only the person who was puppeteering the whole fucking shit, but also like the the little the little puppet boy, <laughs> the little <laughs> puppet boy <laughs> who was ba just scaring bum everyone. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like I think that Nares is very competent. She's obviously good at her job. She has been for a long time, but in this situation, she is Elmer glue. And she's trying to bring together uh, whatever the other fucker's name is. There was another guy with a big ship. Um, but she's trying to coordinate something. Big ship And, boys. like, run Shadow Wing. And, like, she does have some ideas. Like, she goes to that gas refinery planet, which is strategically great. But, like, what are you going to do from there? You know, there there was all this order, and now it's a free-for-all. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole plan, it's almost like it's the whole point to, like, catch the whole, the whole bitch ass on fire. <laughs> it's almost like it's a strategic something that they accidentally trip into, which was, have you considered setting the entire planet on fire? Great. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, I I don't. I'm gonna have Chris lead this point, even though he's already read the second book of the trilogy, just because he does a. I'm not gonna compliment Chris. Um, <laughs> one might say you were this close. You were almost there. Someone has he, done a good a job. Not he got a compliment on the uh, even if he's read the books. Some the might say that about the one or more members <laughs> of the Book Wars pod, Jen. The Black Spire episode. Uh, Rob came to his defense, and <laughs> we tried to shut that down, but it still got through. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you either. Um, but yeah, so, like, obviously, the interesting thing about this book is that we knew from the jump yeah. that Alphabet Squadron was going to be a trilogy. Like, you look at other trilogies, you have the Thrawn book, and you have Aftermath um, by... Tim Zahn and Chuck Wendig, respectively. You also have the prequel trilogy, the regular trilogy. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you, Kristen. I've heard that. Have you heard about this trilogy of If this is your first Star Wars, there are trilogies in Star Wars. Star Wars really likes the number three. Yeah, Um, technically, the whole Skywalker saga is an Ovet trilogy, so. Great. Does that mean nine? Was that a local commercial? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That might be a reference to a local DC commercial from like 10 years ago, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) I thought that you were like saying something like smart and a thing that I didn't know about. I know, honestly, I did too. Education wise, (laughs) which like you sometimes do. (laughs) There was, um, I don't remember if it was just a local one. It might have been like a Capital One. So commercial or something if it had alexander ovechkin in it it was definitely a local yeah it was fucking no he nobody actually cares about alexander ovechkin i don't know i'm sorry to be the first person to break this to you who where he didn't do any national shit i've never seen him on a national commercial he's in some of the sports center commercials okay again 10 years ago um but no it's like a triple hat trick what do you call that? And he's like, an event trick. And that's what the Skywalker saga is. You're the oh, okay. worst Thank you. person <laughs> I've coming. ever met. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I really thought you were coming in here with like I was a like, high-minded oh, literary term. A nine thing literary <laughs> bullshit is called Novet's trick. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> Store that one away in the brain hole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway. God, fuck you, Miranda. <laughs> I'm so mad now. I wasn't that mad at you before, but now I'm really... Fuck. Anyway, so we read this story knowing that it was going to be the first of a trilogy. <sighs> Unfortunately. How did that impact your reading of it, and what do you expect from books two and three? Uh, More death. Is that fair? It's yeah, going to be sad. This feels like... I remember back terrible. when, um, back w- around when Alpha Squadron came out, maybe a few months after, um, Tom, the uh, one of the editors at Delray, who at works Darth on Star Turnus. Wars, at Darth and Turnus, um, tweeted something along the lines of, "We're all, you know, we're doing our, you know, first read of the uh, manuscript for Alpha Squadron two, and someone just said the words, "Man, is book one the happy one?" So not good. Very bad. I don't like you either. I've used I mean, that one a few times, but I don't like it. Based on what I've read in Star Wars, like comparatively inoffensive. I mean like in lots of people of died, like but no one died like None of the major characters did. None of them like died kissing their lovers or like <laughs> in a very, 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 very upsetting fashion. It was just like War. Which it's bad. movie? Just a lot of almost death and what? emotional yes. distress. What movie starts with war? Exclamation point. Is that episode two? Uh, that is episode three. Oh. Yeah, because the war starts at the end of episode two. Sure. After Geonosis. <sighs> episode two. What a movie. We love it. Quality scroll writing from George Lucas throughout the original trilogy. <laughs> War or I throughout the prequel trilogy, I should say. I gotta get war exclamation point on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Chris reading the scroll. <laughs> cool. Um, Star yeah, Wars but is like bad, <laughs> as is this podcast. That's what you can take away week in and week out when we decide to record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the things that I, I don't think I read this, thinking that it was the beginning of a trilogy. 
I don't think I ever do that. Mm. Um, did but you not know, or did you? No, I did know. I oh, just like okay. oh. I don't like consider it. Some people like don't know things on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, me. I haven't read a text <laughs> in years. Sorry. Sorry, my cat is fucking. He figured out that he can play with the big string for the shades. Oh no! He's having a fucking time. I remember but the day when I first figured that out too. <laughs> it was a good day. Well, it's a good day. <laughs> it's fair. Um, so I didn't read it as like the beginning of a trilogy, and I think part of it is because this very much, and I think this is fairly common you know, across Star Wars, even in the prequel trilogy, even with The Force Awakens, I feel like there's a certain sense that, you know, the first installment of any trilogy can kind of function as a standalone story. Like, there's not, You're only thinking you know, about this because we talked about the Mighty Ducks earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I know you. That's Does how this Mighty point Ducks came into your head. alone as its own No, film. I put yes I put no. this in when we originally started this outline. I'm so sorry. 75 years ago. Um but you know, we get to the end of this and Karen has his thing. He's like, "I know you were a genocide committer." And Erica's like, "You got me." And you know, I said this earlier, but again, like, great, what happens now? You know, there's nothing that really, like, I mean, like, this is always true because the stories have an end. But, like, they could have gotten through this and been like, we won the planet. Like, that's how a lot of Star Wars books end. Sure. It's like, yeah, there's story after it. They still got to do the whole fucking rebellion, but... You know, they won this battle, maybe, by not dying. Put a nice little bow on it. That's the story. Send tweet. It's almost as in Star Wars has an episodic nature. What a concept. Hey. <laughs> Love um, it. So, Burb, what do you expect from books two and three? Or what do you hope Death. for? I hope to not cry too much. <laughs> I expect crying a lot. <laughs> um, a lot. No, I'm I'm interested to see, like, you know, presumably there will still be an alphabet squadron. Who's to say? Um, you know, I I'm looking forward to see how it grows and develops, and you know, people are gonna die. Um, I want to know. What Karen's up to what the fuck is he doing like does he have an end goal or is he just like trying to dig up dirt just to have his own little knowledge base it was the one intelligence related thing I think he did in this book and it was a stupid idiot thing to do because it was during something that was actually important pow pow charming to the last anyway look at that we did an episode Wait, Kristen, am you I didn't supposed say to you say what? The next oh, box. um, <laughs> no, I can't. It's gonna be horrible, and I'm gonna cry. 
I don't like it, and I don't like it when all the people I like die. And that's what always happens with these fucking stupid Star Wars books. Yeah. Especially with Alexander Freed. Yeah, you know, the one me. book that we've... He, he's a great writer. I yeah, love Alexander what Freed. I'm expecting him. good writing. I'm expecting to cry. Yeah. When all the people like, that I like die. You know, we read Twilight Company a few months back. Did anybody survive that book? Because I we feel like the answer is no. A few did, but yeah, a lot died. Not not great, friends. Like, by the end of this trilogy, there's, it's going to be Leia. <laughs> we already know that one. Mon Mothma probably will survive. Mon Mothma. She's like sick or whatever later. Luke but in like 30 years. <laughs> L- L- Luke isn't remotely anywhere near Alphabet Squadron, so he's probably safe. He's being a dumb twink somewhere. <laughs> as always. <laughs> no, he's not a Nocto yet. That's not what happens. It's fine. Mm-hmm. He's doing legend shit somewhere. God bless. Anyway, oh, on no. that note, we look forward to Shadowfall. But in the meantime, remember, continue to stay inside unless you're out protesting, in which case wear a mask and be safe and don't get disappeared by government black ops because that's apparently a thing that's happening in America now. Yeah, uh, I don't think we have any Portland listeners, but if we do, and you're going to protest, be extra safe. Um, please be and extra fuck safe. Because fuck everything. Uh, next also, episode. none of us are looking forward to the next book. <laughs> well, I am. Y'all have already... Y'all already read the next book, so your next book is Resistance Reborn. Anyway, our next episode, as we said at the top, is going to be our single episode on Black Spire with our very special guest hosts, Rob at Smooth Like Mayo on Twitter and Mel at Jane Anon on Twitter, host of the Nerds of Prey podcast. Um, we are very excited to have them, and we really, really hope that you listen in um, because by nature of it not being uh, not being the four of us, it will be better. Um, yeah, much better content than usual. Yeah. Um, our next book after that, which we are far happier about, is Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. Uh, so you can go ahead and go and order that one uh, from your local indie bookstore uh, or from your local library. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us, BookWarsPod at gmail.com, and rate, review, and subscribe to Book Wars Pod and to the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show and really drag down their intelligence level a few notches. Um, as we have been for the past few weeks, we are asking people not to donate to the Toshi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee. Uh, please, if you have money to spare, donate it to uh, one of the myriad uh, racial justice organizations around the country that are doing really great work, uh, looking at a2abolition.com, looking at local bail organizations uh, and other, other orgs like that. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. For Kate, who is not here, and for Kristen, Miranda, and, and myself, Chris, who are here, uh, I, I lost. Technically, <laughs> technically speaking, maybe. Yeah, I I lost the lost the thread on that one halfway through the sentence. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 122 of the Book Wars Pod, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.